When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Bobby and I'm your friend who knows just a little bit too much about pop culture. And welcome to a very special edition of the Afternoon Special Podcast. This is a listen along episode. Um, as you'll notice, it is incredibly long and also it is not uh there's no narrative here this is simply for hijinks and just for fun for shits and gigs if you know what i mean um we're just here to have a good time and we're here also mainly um to watch jurassic park which is one of my favorite movies and i hope it is also one of your favorite movies or if for some odd reason you wanted to use this listen along episode as the first time you watch Jurassic Park that is such a choice and is so very brave but either way it's all good with me so you can find Jurassic Park on Peacock you can actually find most of the movies on Peacock um and I think there may be an ad at the beginning or ads I should say but we are going to be starting after the ads and then there should not be any ads during the movie fingers crossed so without further ado we're gonna press play when i say uh pressing play so three two one pressing play love the classic universal logo love it just itches my brain just itches a little part of my brain that i can't reach Ugh, just something so nostalgic and to be fair i didn't grow up with this version but every time i've watched jurassic park it has that version so i have like secondhand nostalgia from it woohoo amblin i'm gonna treat this like i'm like in a theater and it's the premiere because people always like cheer for like the production companies and everything. Ooh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> I never noticed that, but with when they show the title card with the logo um or the name because of the font, you kind of like it the way it like because of the font and the way it fades, the like red lining in the middle of Jurassic Park is the last thing you see and it feels very ominous which works there goes 
was Mr. Spielberg using his patented technique of making the monster or the beast very scary by doing everything but showing the monster or the beast. He did it in Jaws. He did it in E.T. And he's doing it here in Jurassic Park. Because I think in this two-hour movie, there is only like 15 minutes of, of dinos. It's like Sleeping Beauty. She's only in like 15 minutes of her movie. And the <laughs> the dinos are the Sleeping Beauty of, of Jurassic Park in that they are only in it for, for 15 minutes. Go on, step back in. As you say, away from the death-eating box. All them guns and tranquilizers and someone still ended up dead. That's just not worth it to me. I'm sorry, like not to be insensitive, but there's just something about this just lacks preparation fully. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. My question, personally, if I was the family of this guy who was getting maimed alive by this velociraptor, I would be like, all of y'all had those guns and tranquilizers. What were you hitting? Like, what exactly are you trying to torch? Because the victim still ended up, like, dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is going on? Also, nice, nice tooth shot. Just a real good close-up of that guy's teeth and his mouth screaming, Shooter! Shooter! I've talked about this with a friend, but the one thing that I notice about like 70s, it's really like 70s, 80s, early 90s movies, but especially television, the dental work woof you know like you look at some like 70s or 80s just like regular like tv specials or like news programs or whatever it is the teeth my goodness wow wow the dental work we've come so far you know we've come so far That big ass suit that he's wearing. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's probably like it fits perfectly for for the time. It's very early nineties fit of suit. <laughs> What's your head after the fact? They think he's too trendy. Yeah, you got a chaos titian to sign off on whether this dinosaur park should exist or not so i can see why the insurance company was like maybe go with some actual like paleontologists que lindo eres que lindo eres there she goes the mosquito that started it all 
Okay, a little fun fact about Baby Bobby. Um, I thought that most of paleontology would be brushing off bones like this. And so I was like, I want to do that. I want to brush off some bones. And imagine my surprise when paleontology involves so much more than that. And it's not just spending your days brushing off bones in the dirt. I felt a little bit lied to, I'm not going to lie, but it was a short-lived dream. But I just thought I'd share that with you guys since we're here being vulnerable with one another. Okay, so maybe this is like, you know, maybe these are like media literacy. Like, I'm never going to beat the having no media literacy allegations for this one. But when I was younger, I did not read that Laura Dern and Sam Neill were supposed to be in a relationship. Because she looks so much younger than him. <laughs> and also because she has a lot more chemistry with... Jeff Goldblum and I found out later that Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern were dating I think during the during the production of Jurassic Park so it makes sense but I just even as an adult like when they're like oh yeah Ellie and Alan are, are a couple I'm like are they? <laughs> are they though? Because they're doctors already. How old are they supposed to be? Okay, I, I'm going to get off of this. But I just, I just have, I have questions, okay? Sam Neill with love and light. That accent is, is slipping through your fingers, babe. It is slipping through your fingers. It is very liquid. It reminds <laughs> Sam Neill in this movie reminds me of that fight scene between in succession with Shiv and um Tom when they're on the balcony in season four and you can just hear those British and Australian accents just just crawling out just clawing their way past their lips on certain words and that is what's happening in this movie with Sam Neill. I did read something that said that like Sam Neill like signed on rather late because they wanted other people to play Alan Grant um and they couldn't like it was like a bunch of things I think at one point Kurt Russell was in talks to play and then they like couldn't figure out like salary negotiations and so I think Sam Neill signed on to this movie like either like in a short amount of months or like weeks before they were supposed to start shooting which is a little bit of um that's a little bit of a, of a choice um to cast that late before shooting the movie yes yes let this full group of adults watch as this man basically says yeah these creatures would eat you alive and maim you and would slash your stomach with their claws this will be good for the children this is a lesson they need to learn like where where's the guardianship 
no one in this movie cares about kids i've come to that conclusion everybody is putting these kids in these precarious situations jeep jeep what does a baby smell alan they're babies Just coming in unannounced, I see. Mm-mm-mm. Storytelling-wise, I think in this scene, costuming plays a really big role. So, like, see the juxtaposition between, like, Alan, who is, you know, wearing, wearing very, like, white-collar clothes, like flannel and some jeans he's covered in dirt and dust um so is ellie in contrast to john's all white linen suit that doesn't have a speck of dust on it i think that speaks largely to john's just like general he's not malicious he's just incredibly naive and incredibly rich and so that feeds into his naivete and is expressed so clearly in the costuming here like when a character wears all white there's a general sense of like opulence and just not caring because like think about when you wear something white you were thinking like you were actively always thinking about not spilling anything or getting any messes on that white article of clothing because you understand the labor of cleaning it or if it's too ruined buying something new but think about a character like John, who doesn't have to want for anything. Spilling or, you know, getting dust on a white linen suit for him is not anything of his concern. Nor does he think that he'll ever get it dirty. And if he does, he can just buy a new suit. So I think it's just very interesting. And it just builds into the larger thing of like, Jurassic Park failing would be like a financial risk for John but at the end of the day he like he doesn't see it as too crazy or too big of a deal like him manufacturing dinosaurs he doesn't see that as like a feat that challenges nature and I don't know God he's just like oh why can't we and Ian gets into it later in the movie but I just thought I'd share Where's the plane? Cut to Dodgson, who 
is a throwaway character in this movie but becomes weirdly important in the Jurassic World movies. (laughs) It threw me off because I saw Jurassic Park and Jurassic World Dominion in a double feature at AMC last year. Um, And I was super excited because I had never seen Jurassic Park um, on the big screen before because obviously I wasn't alive when it was playing in theaters. So I went to go see it and then cutting, like seeing Dodgson in this scene, cutting to Jurassic World Dominion where he is a prominent character was such a big whiplash for me. (laughs) I was not prepared for that. See, nobody cares. Nice hat. And fellow UGA alum, Wayne Knight. Very prominent figure of the 90s. Barbasol. I don't think there was any specific reason why they used Barbasol. I think the production designer for the film said that like the can just stuck out the most. Um, but eventually like Barbasol has become pretty synonymous with, with Jurassic Park. So it's neat. Like when you're trying to find a way to pad out a world, sometimes it's just like, what's the most convenient and not necessarily, there's not a, not necessarily a ton of intention <laughs> behind it. Um, it's the same thing in E.T. where they, and I've talked about this in an episode before, but where they wanted to use M&M's for what Elliot l- uses to lure E.T. Um, to him. And the company that makes them, which is Mars, I think, that makes M&M's, they were just like, oh, I don't know. And so they eventually went with uh, Reese's Pieces. Um, and Hershey was just like, yeah, sure, go for it. Because they couldn't sell Reese's Pieces, so it was, like, relatively low risk for them. Um, and so that's how it ended up in the movie. I love little, I love little stories like that. Also, that weird-ass laugh <laughs> that Jeff Goldblum just did. That goes on for, so, like, too long. I love that Steven Spielberg was like, no, no, I'm gonna keep the entirety of that laugh. I need all of it to stay in. I don't think it's super popular, Ian. You bring a rock star. The minute that score starts playing, I'm like, ah, yes, John, John Williams. I wish I could scream full volume, but I am currently um, in a house with my entire family on vacation. And if I did that, they would not be too happy with me. So I'm not going to do that. I love that Jurassic Park technically has two themes. It's this one and then the one that plays when they see the dinosaurs for the first time. Like, John Williams, your mind, the mind of a master, the master of a mind you have, it amazes me sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Alan, you know, you know that's not how seatbelts work. Like, let's, 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 let's be adults here, okay? You have a doctorate. Let's act like it. <laughs> well, I've landed by the time he came. <laughs> he sounded genuinely so done. Because <laughs> why would you, why would you do that? Just tie. Like, you obviously see that there's a clip missing. What are you doing? Oh my goodness, that's so funny. Dun 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 Love. I love the branding on this movie. Like, I love branding. Whenever they put the title of the movie in the movie, or, like, the movie has its own, like, world of branding, oh, I eat it up. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's stunning. I want one of these jeeps. Do I need one? No. Do I have any necessity for it? No. Do I want one? Yeah. And more importantly, do I deserve it? Absolutely. Absolutely, I deserve it. Donald, dear boy, relax. I feel like the color grading of the film just shifted for a second. It looked really sepia for like two seconds. But that could also be my eyes failing too. I don't put that past it. I already wear glasses, so we're we're starting at a net negative. One of my favorite moments in all of film. Oh, I love it. I love this movie. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. I'll shut up. Oh my god, I can't help it. I can't help it. This shot is, this sequence is one of my favorite in all the film. The genuine look of wonder on Laura Dern and Sam Neill's face. The CGI, which for 1993, feasibly being animated in the early, late 80s, early 90s, still looks impressive. Like, there's just something about this 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 scene in the movie that really just like i think captures the idea of of movie magic to me it's ugh i love it look at the little brontosaurus standing on its hind legs which apparently uh anatomically they shouldn't or couldn't be able to do that but 
they have to take some creative liberties with this movie, obviously. the T-Rex at third Jesus <laughs> not that fast for a T-Rex am I right now 32 miles per hour is very fast he said the thing he said the thing Like that. I mean, that the score kicks in, him walking towards the the camera, saying, "Welcome to Jurassic Park," in the way that he says it. Like, this is the, this is cinema, this is the movies, le cinema. Ugh, love it. Why are we whispering? <laughs> like I know, I don't know. It's a tender moment, but why are we whispering? I love that you technically can still visit um, the visitor center in Universal Orlando. Which fun fact, I'm going there tomorrow at the time of this recording. Um, but they like recreated the visitor center, which is super cool. It kind of looks like this on the inside, but kind of not. Well, yeah, everybody has rides because rides are easier to control than um, dinosaurs who will eat you if they decide that today they don't want to, you know, be on call necessarily, John. So. So was the plan for John to do this every day in the park? This feasibly speaking 70 or 80 year old man basically being like an attractions cast member? He's gonna do that every day? Or was someone, or was every like person hired to be a part of this ride supposed to be named John? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to figure out the theme park logistics of Jurassic Park, but I do have questions. They're asking the real question. I know that fucking lawyer did not just shush them. Oh my god. From your blood. I feel like this is good for the children. I learned something. I mean, it's not like the most foolproof content, but I feel like the the, the bones of it are, are are true. Actually, don't quote me on that. I don't. I'm not. I don't know science, so 
I if something is animated and it seems slightly educational, I'm very likely to believe it. Sorry. Leave it to Spielberg to figure out a way to have an animated little sequence to explain how they made Dino DNA. Amber. Using sophisticated, <laughs> using sophisticated techniques. <laughs> oh my god! I hate how sexy Ian Malcolm is. Oh my goodness! And they took over, all right, and then something crazy happened. Now, this is a very unserious part. He, I don't think he needed those gloves or that shield to look at a, like, CGI rendering of a, of a DNA strand. Like, I don't know what they do in science labs involving genetics, but I don't feel like that was necessary. Cancel me if you must, but I just don't feel like that was necessary. Those hard-working cowpokes? Where is this, like, where did they think we are? This is on an island. <laughs> are these people auto-erotica? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we see the unfertilized eggs? Narco, narco. I am just saying that if three adults can easily lift up the lap bar, maybe you're not ready to be a theme park. I'm just saying, Disney would never let that happen. Universal would never let that happen. SeaWorld might let that happen. I'm just kidding. No. But yeah, it's just not, that's just not safe. <laughs> there he is, Mr. Lee Shang himself, BD Wong. Who is another character who just somehow remains in every, almost every movie. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I didn't know you were here. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna say something so heinous, but you chose to watch this along with me, so you'll suffer with me. In this moment, is John, John wanting to be present for the birth of every dinosaur on this island, is he not Jacob? And are the dinosaurs not Renesmee? He is imprinting... <laughs> 
if you don't if you've never seen twilight none of that will make sense but oh my god it reminded me so much of jacob and renesmee from twilight oh my gosh he really is jacob who's gonna be bella being like you imprinted on my daughter (laughs) oh my goodness so funny it was so funny and that is a revelation that I stand behind a thousand percent. Appreciate the robot. I was like, I'll be taking that. Thank you. Deny them that. What? Contained. Well, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Everybody just listen to you ramble through that sentence. Find the way. Oh, great. Now everyone's imprinting on a dinosaurs. Velociraptor. I know this guy's like, I did not come to work to be grilled by my boss and his three weird science friends. Like, I'm just doing my job, okay? He's kind of cute when he's like that size and his bite wouldn't literally kill you. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that's not funny. But that cow getting hoisted up there like that is not hoisted up to be eaten, but just a cow in a little hoist, in a little holster like that, is is a little bit comical. But it is also tragic because that cow is about to get slaughtered by this T-Rex or Velociraptor or whatever it is. I think it's the T-Rex. Maybe? I'm sure. Actually, that doesn't weirdly look big enough for a T-Rex, but I think it is. Again, another way to make the monster beast look menacing without showing it. Ruffling up the leaves in front of the camera, the looks of kind of squeamishness on everyone's face. The sound design by Gary Rydstrom, which is absolutely phenomenal. So good. Robert Muldoon. Maybe, first of all, Robert Muldoon is sporting some five-inch in-scene shorts right now. My God. Got them thighs out. All right, I see you, Robert. Number two, um, he was present for the death, violent and gruesome death, I might add, of an employee. Perhaps they should, I don't know, give him some time off. Uh, maybe give him a bereavement period, some therapy, anything. Um, that would be nice. 
you know what would be a good double feature that I don't feel like a ton of people talked about? But a good double feature would be Jurassic Park and Nope. Because I think Jurassic Park harps in on the man and animal kind of agreement contract thing that Nope uh, touches on in like the second half a lot more than Jaws. Like Jaws is kind of the like menacing creature that you don't see but you hear or you experience whatever it is. But Jurassic Park and Nope would be a really good um, double feature I think. Bad notes, shit. 2000 dollars a day in 1993 would have been an insane amount of money. Let's look that up together actually. That is the equivalent of like $4,198 a day in today money. That's insane. <laughs> if I may, meaning. Shut up. That was a really good monologue and essentially is the point of this movie. Like, if you're ever wondering, what's the point of Jurassic Park? It is what John, not John, it is what Ian literally just said. He's a scientist, but like, he's a chaostician. Why are we all forgetting that? Well, yeah, probably use a different word, but yeah, the point is stands, I guess. This man really is like, what? You guys, I made dinosaurs. Why are you being so mean? Aww, that is so not nice. That is John right now.
You know, I think Sam Neill contains that New Zealand accent if he speaks in hushed tones. Thank you. <laughs> I wonder, do they like have Chilean sea bass in the in the any of the theme parks where Jurassic Park has like rides and stuff, like at Universal Studios? I wonder. Oh, and what better? He decided to bring his grandchildren. so bewildered oh my gosh that's so funny wow touch screen what is this the 20th century I read your book. Yeah, the child wants to talk to you, Grant. That's how that works. I also read that this actor... I want to say his name is Joseph Mazzello. I am so sorry if I am messing up his name. Um, actually, let's let's confirm that right now because I don't I don't want to mess it up. This is an actor. Oh, I was right. Anyways, um, yeah, he auditioned for the Goonies originally, and I think he was too young, but. Steven Spielberg was like, we're going to get you in a movie this summer. And I think invited him to be in Jurassic Park. And I think that's how he got the part. That was at least a part of the process of him getting the part. Here's the thing. Should they care and be there for the children now that they're going to be on this tour together? Like, keep a general eye out for them? Sure. But... Ellie just like hoisting these two children she just met onto her boyfriend or whatever to convince him that kids are not that bad and that they should have kids. Uh, a bit troubling, I think. A bit, a bit troubling. I always forget Sam Jackson is in this movie. I always forget he is in this movie. <laughs> self-driving car well they're on a track but still it's a big old gate when they got in there King Kong <laughs> see he said the thing uh, 
I want that gate, like, in my house. I don't know where I'd put it. Like, maybe put it to, like, the door of my bedroom. There's this harping of the phrase, we spared no expense, we spared no expense, really is just a testament to how insecure John is about this thing. He like wants to flex the effort and the money, but like Ian said, he never stopped to consider if he should be doing any of this. And ultimately, Jurassic Park was going to end up like any other zoo. You go to the freaking lion exhibit and the lions are all sleeping the whole day. Or you go to the zoo and like because of all the like greenery, the animals are hiding because clearly they probably don't want to be there. Um, And then you can't see anything and now you're just like, oh, well, we went to the zoo and we saw like otters or, you know, some goats. And I wanted to see like a lion. Or a gorilla or something. <laughs> Our lives are in your hands and you have butterfingers. Dad. I'm not gonna lie to you if I was Sam Jackson's character in this and Muldoon just had his little footsies up on my desk near my feet I would turn very swiftly I wouldn't even say anything, just with my eyes. I'd look at his feet and I'd look at him. And with my mind, telepathically, I'd say, Get your damn feet off of my desk. Post haste. That's what I would do. But, you know, you do what you want. It's pretty. Like, you know, mountains and trees and whatnot. No T-Rex, but you know, what can you do? Yeah, that was not, in that scene with the cow, that was definitely the Velociraptor. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Man destroys God and creates dinosaurs. Eat, man. Woman inherits the earth. They both look. But she just, she was kind of like, let her cook, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was, she was kind of spitting for a second. Oh, all these poor farm animals just getting sent, sent to the slaughter, literally. Well, Lex, what do you think is going to happen to the goat? Hmm? Think the dinosaur and the goat are just going to chat for a little bit? 
You never had lamb chops. I love when like people being a vegetarian was just like something used for comedy back in the 80s and 90s. Like if a character was just like, I'm a vegetarian, they'd be like, ha ha ha, yeah, right. Um, what are you going to marry a stalk of celery or something? And I think now the rebranded version of that is just like people being vegan <laughs> or like gluten free. God, I hate that man. <laughs> he keeps me. I know he has. He's gonna have, like, wake up in a cold sweat thinking about what Ian Malcolm said to him at that table when they were eating Chilean sea bass. I, maybe this says more about me than it does about anything else, but if some fine scientist on a trip did this to me, I might fold a little bit. Like, yeah, my boyfriend is there, but the words I live by are never let your boyfriend stop you from finding your husband. You know what I mean? So I think that that would maybe work on me just just a little bit like look at how he's holding her hand like shut up alan is not doing that okay also alan you are just letting this happen what are we doing you can tell that they were dating during this That's that's chaos. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that those doors didn't automatically lock? Like they didn't think, yeah, we should always keep those doors locked. This is an after the fact thing of like, oh, we should have an, a way to lock them from here. Oh my god, this this theme park was not ready for prime time. Multiple people think that you shouldn't be out there. <laughs> oh my god, not Ellie's plan kind of working. Oh my goodness. If 
you hear signs of like me grunting, I am adjusting my my body right now in bed. Because I don't want to be like recording and be super uncomfortable. What are y'all's favorite dinosaurs? Because I think I love a good, I love a good Triceratops. I think there's something about them. They're so cute. I love that she's like, hey, baby girl. And this baby girl is dying. <laughs> like, this baby girl is not doing well. just immediately knew how to treat a triceratops a sick triceratops like maybe paleobotany does prepare you for such things um but i'm not gonna lie to you if i saw a sick triceratops our the only assessment i would have is yep that is a sick triceratops for sure droppings and she's gonna have to go digging through that dung <laughs> His whole body just shaking. Damn. <laughs> Very literal, Ian. Oh, she is in there. Good God. just you know you gotta do what you gotta do and she was like she's trying to help that triceratops so i get it but i feel like there are probably three to four to five other ways that we can go about this that don't involve sifting through a 
dinosaurs. Big old pile of, of crap. And just be elbow deep in it. I there I no, absolutely not. This is like primordial like FaceTime. I feel like it is. No promises. Oh, I like that little lens flare there. I never noticed that. Damn right, it could have been a lot worse. You're on a di you're on an island with a bunch of breed of dinosaurs and dinosaur plants that could all kill you at any given moment no yeah that totally didn't seem nervous or suspicious at all in fact, that was a very level-headed thing you just said. I wouldn't be suspicious of you in the least, Dennis. I love kids. <laughs> future mrs x mrs malcolm i i will say i went to universal studios hollywood a few weeks ago and to celebrate the like 30th anniversary of jurassic park they have like new merch and i am a sucker for new merch and they had a mug that has that very famous picture of ian malcolm in this movie um with his like chest out and it says um I'm always on the lookout for a future ex, Mrs. Malcolm. And I didn't get it, but because I'm going to Universal tomorrow in Orlando, if I see that mug, I will be getting it. There's no if, if ands, or buts about it. I will be getting that mug. I deserve that mug, I think. Just stealing those embryos because why not? Because more companies, you know how capitalism is, more companies should have access to being able to manufacture dinosaurs in the at this point 20th century when they have not been alive for like 65 million years or whatever it is.
yeah see even he didn't know like (laughs) so i don't feel bad for not thinking that they're a couple like he didn't even know Not check the vending machines. Don't do that man like that. He's not at the vending machines. He's at the embryo lab stealing embryos to sell to your competitors. John. What a complete slob. Well, that's a good thing. Because the raptors are super scary. And you didn't want to let them out. You would rather let a T-Rex out. But no to the velociraptors. Because they are... In fact, a little too scary. Yeah, just wing it. Just guess. Yeah, make it twister. I'm not gonna lie to you, Sam, you you gotta let that cigarette go. You gotta let that cigarette go. Mm-mm. Oh, oh no. Oh, the goat's still there. That's good, not for long, um, but the goat's still there now, so that's fun for the goat. Kids okay? I didn't say you were scared. Well, again, Alan doesn't understand the basic concept that children might be scared in being in a vehicle stranded in the middle of an island where there are active dinosaurs. Cool, night vision.
truly one of the most menacing scenes in in all of movie history just that little the little vibrations on the water and apparently that the inspiration for using the cup of water with the vibrations as the t-rex's feet like stomp closer and closer um steven spielberg got that inspiration from listening to earth wind and fire and the um the beat and the bass and the vibrations from whatever song he was listening to from earth wind and fire was kind of like vibrating a, a glass of water that was next to him and he was like oh that might be cool to use to show the vibrations of this t-rex getting closer and closer so it comes from earth wind and fire technically oh no And I think this is also why, sorry, this is also why the, um, the visuals of this movie look so good because it's a mixture. I posit that anytime it's a mixture of CGI and practical effects, you're always going to get a much more seamless look, as seamless as possible. Um, so for the faraway shots, they use CGI from... Um, George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic, uh, which does a lot of visual effects, and then a lot of the up-close shots were um, animatronics from Stan Winston, who is definitely like a uh, special effects guru, uh, especially when it comes to like practical effects and stuff. So having that mix, so like the faraway shot like that is CGI. So you can get the scale of the dinosaur and just the menacing quality of the dinosaur. And then for the up close shots, like we're coming up on in like two seconds, um, it's Stan Winston's dino models. Pretty neat. why she would do that i have no idea objectively a terrible idea i don't know why she wanted to see the dinosaur that was going to eat her so bad live in delusion girl horrifying <laughs> yeah and these are that's the dino model that's a close-up like dino head gary reidstrom with that sound design i mean again like it, it blows your eardrums out you know
there's always a very common misconception with this scene. Okay, so when the dinosaur's head dips into the Jeep, a lot of people say like, oh, the kids didn't know that the dinosaur's head was going to dip into the Jeep and the glass was going to break on top of them. They did know that because you can tell that there were multiple cameras shot up or like set up in multiple angles that were captured. What they didn't know is that the corner of the glass that they were holding was going to break. Like the Stan Winston um, dino model, like they kind of, whoever was controlling it, like went a little bit too far into the car and basically was a little bit too strong <laughs> with it. And so it broke the corner of the glass of the, the car's like sunroof that they were holding. So they didn't know that that was going to happen. So those screams of them while they're holding the glass that they didn't know was going to break, but the corner of it, they did not know was going to break. Those are like legitimate. She said, oh God. Embrace. I think also during this scene originally, Ian Malcolm was supposed to kind of have the same, I don't know, disposition as the lawyer. So he was supposed to run away and leave the kids and like leave Alan as the sole kind of person to care and take care of the kids. And Jeff Goldblum was like, no, like it would, it would be a little bit more noble and make Ian a better character. Um, you know, if he is this kind of jaded, you know, very cynical guy, but when it came to making sure that the kids were okay, he steps into action. And so they changed it. Honestly, she's, she's so real for that because I would do the exact same thing. A T-Rex is not about to be two feet away from my face after he just killed somebody. And I'm not about to scream bloody murder because what else am I supposed to do? Lex, you're kind of real for that. personally would I would move out of the way maybe of the car about to careen down the side of the wall that's what I would do the amount of tension in this movie still gets me to this day like it still is legit like I know what happens we're technically in the middle of the movie, but the tension, the suspense of that scene 
alone and it only keeps building is just so good like the stakes of it are so real about two million I'm glad he got a new cigarette because that one was it I mean he was at the, he was he was beyond e on that like if you're driving a car and you're driving on e that thing was he was driving that cigarette on e with the light on you know what I mean going with them you know no one stopped her they were like girl if <laughs> sure <laughs> if you want fantastic yeah go out there into the elements but we will not be right behind you There's the road. Well, your car is up there and the road is down there. Sorry. We're in a little bit of a pickle, aren't we, Dennis? <laughs> I feel like there was a sound that was like, Woo! <laughs> right before he slipped. <laughs> it's like a cartoon character. Honestly, he is a braver soul than me, like choosing to brave the elements and your glasses fell off. The minute my glasses fall off or are, are like obstructed by rain a little bit too much, I'm giving up. I'm giving up and I'm going home. There's no mission to accomplish here. There's nothing that I can do. The minute I lose my glasses, we are donezo. Like, I need these girlies to see a little bit too badly. So, yeah, anything that happens in my glasses, consider me done. Like, I really am Velma in that way. We are, we are sisters in not being able to function without our glasses. I have nothing on me. I really appreciate that he's just like, I have nothing. I have nothing on me. And what is the velociraptor? Or not, it's not a velociraptor. The dinosaur. Was he supposed to be like, oh man, my bad. My bad. terrifying yeah horrifying absolutely horrifying oh my god no glasses and 
you get poisonous goo in your eye? Yeah, I'm giving up. What is the body count on this movie so far? I'm sure there's like a dead meat episode on it, but um, what is the body count of Jurassic Park? It's got to be at least 10, right? Maybe, maybe a little bit less than that. Also, I love that it is technically canon that they, someone, recovers that Barbazol can with the embryos in it. Um, because I think in Jurassic World Dominion, there's like a part in Dodgson's office, I think where they do display the like mud caked Barbasol can. <laughs> so my question is now who went digging for that Barbasol can in the middle of the jungle on Isla Nubar? Like who went searching for that can? in the mud, in the dirt, in the grass. Who did that? I just want to talk. complaining like an old man all the way up I threw up in that car if I was in the predicament you were in so baby you are fine throwing up would quite literally be the least of my concerns for what I would do in that car if I was careened down the side of a wall because a t-rex pushed the car off the ledge Also, it's a very kid thing that in the face of a literal dinosaur attack, he's more concerned about feeling embarrassed that he threw, <laughs> that he threw up more than anything, or probably not more than anything, but like him expressing that first is incredibly cute. This is impossible. Well, the impossible is feeling a little possible right now. Again, the tension just keeps rolling on.
little Buster, Buster Keaton moment. We're back in the car again. <laughs> Hello, we're back in the car again. He was conscious enough to make a tourniquet for himself? Damn. This guy's impressive. I can't fight that. Please, Jansen. goes the puddle yet again it's just so it's such simple imagery I think that's what makes it really great and effective impact tremor <laughs> start the engine I love they're like, he, you gotta move with some purpose. Let's get some gumption in our steps, please. Must go faster. <clears throat> great another tree because we had such great luck with the last one
You you weren't in the last one. <laughs> well, yeah, you weren't in the last one. Which is real. What do you think the song is that they're singing? Maybe like Backstreet's Back or something. They're going to start like a dinosaur boy band. Something like that. Something in that vein maybe. Also, I would like to apologize for the, one could say, horrendous jokes that we are about to embark upon from me in the final... mm, 30 minutes of this movie um because it is currently one o'clock in the morning and i am a sleepy little girl and so we're now entering what i like to call looney tunes hours which means that anything that i say will be will have required at most one brain cell uh to produce so buckle in Look at them. Can you think he's Taurus? I feel like that is this kid's actual, like, these come from his own arsenal of jokes. Like, he was like, you know what? I'm about to meet one of my heroes, Alan Grant. Let me get a tight 10 prepared. Let me get some jokes, you know, just in case the conversation begins to lull. Um, I will have a few dinosaur-themed jokes prepared that I think he will greatly enjoy. And ultimately, it came, it, it, it worked, I guess. He throws away the tool he used to intimidate a child to care for two other children. That's called character development, Dr. Alan Grant. Again, all the merch in here, I want it. I know it's fake. I know it's not real. But I want it, alright? Yes, capitalism has rotted my brain. Where all I want is just stuff. But I think I am brave all the time and I deserve some in-movie Jurassic Park merch as a little treat. Is she just like a regular doctor too? Because again, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe a paleobotanist would like have medical training of some kind just in case you came in contact with a certain venomous or poisonous I don't know.
yeah that's a great maybe we start with like a zoo you know manufacturing dinosaurs I think that's a bit of a stretch John an aim not devoid of merit Well, that doesn't feel right. Like I said, there were this Nope and Jurassic Park would be such a good double feature. Does she reach to get to that ice cream? Cause it is very far away from where she was on the table. I know that I got distracted by a very emotional part from Ellie, but sometimes I get distracted and that's okay. Oh, mister, I'll stay awake all night. Yeah, you were dozing. was like um can you get your grubby little hands off of my food thanks so much i frequent this branch every day for my breakfast getting my greens in and you come in getting your nasty little human paws all over my stuff why is everyone on this island sick I mean, I get why the dinosaurs are sick because they're literally interacting with plants that are probably actively harming them or killing them. But every dinosaur on this island has a cold or like an upset stomach or has IBS. Like, what is going on here? Oh, that's, yeah. every fluid we've seen the snot and blood and tears terrible I love she's so the character traits that we know about Lex currently she is a vegetarian and she is a hacker only two things a young teenage girl can be. <laughs> so that means that they aren't all ladies. 
what does smelling it do? How does that help us? Damn, what luck that they just happened to pick the one frog that was capable of being able to do that. And now all the dinosaurs are able to do that. Egregiously sexy shot for no reason. This nipples out for no reason in this action movie. That is something I just learned like two minutes ago while eating ice cream. <laughs> Cause one black person in this movie couldn't leave this movie without dying, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Are those meat eating? Are those meat sources? <laughs> Are those meat eating? Are those meat sources? <laughs> mm, it's all nice, all well and good to observe dinosaurs when they're dead and gone, 
But when they're right there in front of you, yeah, not so fun. This is this one scene, and I don't really know why, but this is the one scene where I'm like, yeah, the CGI looks a little bit, you know, not so great. But the see, the T-Rex looks pretty, pretty solid. I don't know. Could be worse for, for the time period. My, my disbelief is still suspended. That reminds me, in college, to graduate, I had to take, there was like one credit of a random, it was like a random course credit that I had to take that wasn't fulfilled by any of my other classes. So my senior year, I had to take a birds in our society class. And it was so strange. Not strange in what we were learning, um, but just strange that I had to take it. And if you were to ask me, Bobby, like, what did you learn in your birds in our society class? I, it's almost as if I didn't take it. I don't remember a thing about that birds in our society class. I could not tell you one iota of information about birds other than they have wings. Most of them can fly. Some of them cannot. That's all I got. So. Really, I mean, I got my degree at the end of the day, but still. should be me that's going because I'm a and you're a you have not done a damn thing this whole movie but sit and maybe ponder your grandchildren getting eaten by a dinosaur so don't all of a sudden now be like oh I should really go because you're a woman and you're bad in directions or whatever it is like such an inopportune time for for sexism just so inconvenient john this guy is so intense just everything is just so intense about him Ellie is better than me because I would have been like, oh my god, please stop. Stop talking. Stop stop explaining things to me. Stop this.
I understand how to read a schematic. Yeah, mister, it really should be me because women don't know directions. It's terrible at giving directions. What a shock that is. I'm shocked. This is shocking news. You see, this is what I mean. Sam Neill, I think, has all but abandoned that accent to a certain degree. Now he just kind of sounds like someone who is, like, from Australia or New Zealand, but has lived in the States for a while. And, like, every so often they'll, like, say a word and you're just like, hmm, I'm, I'm clocking that as something different. It's not American. What is that? Um... Like he still has shreds of his accent. That's that's the vibe that I'm getting right now. What would you give me? Respect. Very sibling-esque. Oh, this scene always makes me so anxious because I'm like, y'all hurry up. <laughs> Get off the fence. Please. You're gonna get fried. Switch mom. That very 90s font. I don't know how to describe that, but that is just a very 1990s era font. Maybe I like closely associated with Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park is a 90s movie. I don't know how to describe it, but that when I see that font, I'm like, that is a very 90s font.
back in business. A jump scare to end all jump scares. that she does <laughs> like how she does it it's not funny but it is a little bit hilarious I love that he's trying to get even with some velociraptors He's trying to get even with some Velociraptors. That is a terrible idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, that's a nice little like dining room. These children have gone through the absolute ringer. <laughs> they have gone through the absolute ringer. What, especially Tim. Tim got almost smushed by a car that was being smushed by a T-Rex. He got careened down into a tree. Almost got smushed by said car in tree. He gets electrocuted. This poor boy, just because he loves some dinosaurs. That's a real extensive thread, or thread, spread for no one being in there. Oh, look at green jello. You know, it's a good, good classic green jello. Actually, I'm lying. Red or blue is my favorite, but like, I'm never gonna knock a green jello. You know what I mean? It's always gonna be a good time. Now, an orange jello? Absolutely not. Absolutely. 
absolutely not. Cancel me if you must, but I'm I'm not doing an orange jello. They figured it out, which is a terrifying. She is always somewhere crying. Oh my god, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. In this situation, I truly don't know what I would do. Like, if I also was in a kitchen with two velociraptors who haven't been, like, established as the most, like, gruesome of the dinosaurs, I don't think I would be able to express this much cleverness that these two children are, are expressing right now. I would just be crying in a corner, praying that these velociraptors are like a little bit dumber than me and that I could maybe pray my way out of, out of this room. bit dumber than me because they don't know how mirrors work oh my god He was like, my little heart, I just need a second to process what we've been through currently. It's like, there's like some continuity, continuity that Ellie like i guess somehow like has an injury on her legs because she like runs with a little bit of a limp but i don't know when it happens when she's in the um the place where she like resets all the power yeah here comes the little 1993 moment of this movie <laughs> yeah her hacking skills I like that the files work with like a little flash animation. 
So you like have to travel to where the file is and that helps the suspense. <laughs> In 1993, the suspense might have been her trying to find the file. In 2023, the suspense is how damn slow the system is. Like, this this is the most tension that's happening right now. Because it's just like, it has to slowly move from one little file hub to another. It just it requires a little animation of where the files are. Also, not to be like, you know, um, that's not real hacking or anything like that. But like, how much hacking was that? And how much was that just locating a file? Because I didn't see her putting any code into anywhere or like doing anything of that matter. And maybe I don't know the full breadth of what hacking requires. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical. Why was he screaming Gran? Are you like scared for the dinosaurs or are you scared for your grandkids? And I feel like I know the answer to that and I do not feel like it's the grandkids. I'm not going to let you. Ugh, the best shot. The best shot in this movie. The DNA that failed them. They thought they could control these monsters who had their evolutionary shot and were selected out. They thought they could control them with DNA. And the, literally life found a way. Life turned on them and found a way. Ugh. Steven Spielberg, you are a crazy man. You are a crazy, crazy man. And here come the stunt doubles in very questionable wigs <laughs> I love that everyone gets a shot Ellie gets a shot swinging around Lex gets a shot swinging around the velociraptor <laughs> gets a little shot swinging around on the dino bones The things keep falling on this child's head and I, it just, it's just not safe. Terrifying. And there she goes, Miss Dino, coming to save the day, or Miss Dino. 
Miss T-Rex coming to save the day. Or maybe not save the day, but to have a little snack. <laughs> and really, the T-Rex is not the hero. It's just indicative of that life has its own purpose. So, like, it's a net positive for them, obviously. But the T-Rex wasn't like, oh, let me go save these humans. It was just like, oh, no, let me attack these, you know, obstacles. These, you know, other predators. Or dinosaurs ruled the earth. Another great show. The once pristine jeep now mired in mud and blood, probably. Yeah, let's go. You billionaire should be war criminal trying to manufacture dinosaurs. I love this version of the score. It's very, very just light and delicate. A good little, good little button to the craziness that we've just witnessed. They just fought dinosaurs and now here they are as birds. I don't know what kind of birds, seagulls or something. by Steven Spielberg yeah screened up by Michael Crichton David Kep Cope that's what I'm talking about I should read the book Jurassic Park um, I haven't done that yet but I, I, I should because I'd love to see what the differences are well y'all this was quite the endeavor but it was so fun, and I I really do hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that, you know, this is something that we can do a little bit more often. So you gotta let me know what you think of it. You can find me at The Afternoon Special on TikTok or Instagram, or over on Twitter at HiImBobby, H-I-I-M-B-O-B-B-I. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on these types of episodes. Maybe we'll sprinkle them in for some other, you know, tentpole anniversaries or whatever it is. Um... But yeah, this was so much fun, and I love Jurassic Park, and getting to watch it again is always a, a, a very, very special treat, because I always find 
something new to appreciate about the movie. Um, but yeah, this was fun. And I hope you all enjoyed it, because I sure did. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you again next week for another pop culture deep dive. Later days, friends. I'm Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Nene Leakes, Teresa Judai, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking betrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Hi, just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now.